Hello, and welcome to another episode of Technically Speaking. My name is Lorcan Neal. And my name is Alicia Thomas. And today we're going to be talking about all things grad students. There's been kind of a movement on campus? or Like a silent movement. A silent movement? A silent uprising. Yeah, of our, so we have close to 10,000 grad students on campus, but you really hardly ever hear anything about them, um, at least from an undergraduate perspective. Um, and from a, maybe a student media perspective as well. Yeah, and that's all like changing um, because now I feel like graduate students are starting to advocate for themselves and speak up loudly about how they're kind of being swept under the rug when it comes to... Swept under the rug, kind of exploited. It kind of goes back to why the title of our, of our episode today is overwork, underpaid, and very stressed out. Um, we're going to be kind of going in depth on the kind of growing unrest among graduate students at NC State and everything that kind of goes with it. Grad Just- students at NC State teach countless classes. They perform vital research at the university, but largely struggle to make ends meet due to low incomes, high costs of fees, and long working hours. About half of NC State's 10,000 graduate students work at NC State in teaching positions. And these graduate workers are paid a stipend um, and have their tuition covered, but not student fees. When you're paying student fees out of your stipend can amount to over 10% of your stipend. Right. So it's obviously there's a big problem with, they're a big part (laughs) of our student population here and they're obviously not being treated like they should be. Um, So we're going to kind of dive into this issue as a whole, see what's going on, see what exactly the problem is. And to do that, we've brought in a special guest. Hi, uh, I'm Boz Kalyanov, assistant news editor, technician. So Boz has been doing a lot of work recently on this issue, done a lot of really great reporting on uh, graduate students and the different problems they have, the different rights they're fighting for, um, dating back to, I mean, technician really started covering this during the last last two almost administrations yeah um with um jess erico's and um with lexi malico as she ran for student body vice president so i guess we'll jump right into the issue which is probably the issue that's at the forefront of not only your writing and your work but also at the minds of a lot of graduate students here and it's low pay so can you talk a little bit about what exactly how much they're paid why this is a problem kind of go into detail on that yeah so in my experience with talking to grad students um, the, lo- the long and short of it is that they're not getting paid enough. A lot are making under what's considered a, a living wage in Raleigh. Um, some are making in the lower 10,000s. This is an annual stipend. Um, and this is just a very significantly low amount. So because students are making these low stipends, they're often forced to make difficult decisions, um, take extra jobs, teach extra classes, and they, they struggle to keep up with all the expenses, including housing, uh, food, transportation. So it really is just a, a very wide-ranging issue. Wow. I mean, yeah, as you said in your piece here that you talked with James Winthrow, who is the president of the Graduate Student Association, um, and he was describing that some of these grad students make in the low teens yeah. as their stipends. And that's what they have to live on for the entire year, right? Yeah. So in some cases, do you see these in... Um, CHAS departments, usually. There's a lot of teaching assistants there, and the teaching assistantships are funded through directly through the university. Gotcha. Um, which does not get a lot of money for this sort of thing. So in a lot of cases, they have to work outside jobs to sort of cover, because you're you're not going to live on like 11000 or something, or like $14,000 uh, a year. Right, because that's even before you then pay 
student, student fees, fees, which is right. a very significant portion of what, what their expenses are. So student fees can range from about um, $2,500 annually up to somewhere in the 4000s. The reason for this range um, mostly has to do with the College of Engineering fee, which is uh, $1,500 annually. Um, so wow. humanities departments are not affected by this, so they're, mm -hmm. they're on like the the 2500 area fees, but um, for those in uh, departments such as like nuclear engineering and uh, computer science, mechanical engineering, um, they'll have to pay closer to like 4000 Wow. That's a, like a big chunk, especially even if you're making in like the mid 20s that like the probably the STEM people, I think Winter yeah. said people who major in STEM are kind of in that range. That's still a huge chunk of your salary. It really is. To, and that's even before taxes then. Yeah. Um, I mean, why is there? Why are they paid so little? Um, so... To look at this, you have to you have to take into account there's there's two types of jobs that grad students often take. So there's either teaching assistantships or research assistantships. So with the with the teaching assistantships, so uh, the funding sources for this comes from state allocated funds, tuition, things like that, and there's simply just not a lot of money in those with teaching assistantships. Uh, research assistantships come through different uh, funding sources. So those come through grants, so like National Science Foundation. And those those are where you see a lot of variance. Um, gotcha. Those are, you know, depending on your grant, you could be getting a huge amount of money or not much. And with those, it's heavily reliant on your um, your professor, your advisor, whoever you're working with as a grad student. They, they sort of set how much money you make. Gotcha. So can you talk a little bit about the student or the grad student protests that just happened on campus and kind of the debate that's happening right now about uh, raising fees. Yeah. So about a month ago, uh, early on in November, there was a protest in the Brickyard um, that was organized by the Grad Student Workers Union. The The gist of it was that they want the university to pay student fees. This is a significant amount of what they're paying each year from their stipend. And when you look at other institutions uh, that are close by to us, specifically UNC Chapel Hill, mm -hmm which has said they're going to cover their student fees uh, and institutions like Duke, where they have said um, in the coming years, they're going to start paying all their grad student workers a living wage. There's a lot being done that suggests that maybe universities should be doing this sort of thing. And so these grad workers are saying that they're they're fed up and they don't want to deal with these, uh, these difficult financial situations they're in. Considering these are... Uh, not only are they teaching classes and doing research that's all done in the name of NC State. I mean, they're obviously contributing heavily to what NC State does, especially as an R1 institution. Um, it kind of seems counterintuitive that, you know, so obviously a big metric for universities is how many of their students go on to be professors. How, how, you know, how many of them go into the field of academia. And it seems counterintuitive that the very people who would be you know, going on to represent NC State at other institutions uh, in their fields are being paid such a low wage while they're actually here. I mean, I think you're really kind of doing a disservice to the idea of attracting more, you know, competitive PhD candidates, master's candidates to NC State by not paying them a living wage. I mean, why would you go to a school where, you know, yeah, you're going to get this great education, you might be really passionate about your subject, but you're not going to be able to survive on what they're paying you. And you might even have to take out loans just to get by, even though you are, you know, from one month to the next, becoming a more and more of an expert in your field. And then once you leave NC State, you're most likely going to go into, 
you know, being a professor and being an academic and making $80,000 a year. I mean, not saying that that's what you should pay them while they're getting their PhDs, but nobody should be, nobody should not be able to be afford rent, be be able to afford food, you know, when they're teaching at a school as big as NC State, especially a school with as much money as NC State has. And that kind of leads me into my question is, you know, what is kind of the holdup in terms of why can't we allocate more money towards grad students? Because obviously this is a big problem. You have students, you have them protesting in the brickyard. You've got, you know, protests at student government meetings. I mean, this is the graduate student bill of rights was a kind of a talking point or a big initiative that Lexi Malico raised during her campaign for vice president. So I guess my question is, you know, what is NC State doing about this in terms of from your interviews with administration? What's their what's their take on it? So um, according to Provost uh, Warwick Arden, there's just simply not enough money to go around in a, in a sort of sense. Paying graduate student fees is, it, it would cost upwards of $10 million mm-hmm. uh, annually, which is a lot of money. Um, and there's challenges, A, in terms of where you can use that, where you can get that money. Um, so in some cases, you, you can't use like state allocated funds to pay student fees. You can't use federal allocated funds to pay these fees. So you have to sort of get creative in how you're going to do this. Um, And there's just simply not an easy way to find this money. Uh, Arden did say that they're they're sort of looking in a holistic way to see if they can scrap the whole system and and figure out a way of uh, putting the money together from from various uh, sources. It's not something where you can just pull $10 million from one location or another location it's it's going to be something that's going to take uh, it's going to come from several different areas, gotcha. um, and I want to touch on the the grad student bill of rights that you mentioned. So this was something big that I've spoken with Lexi Malico about this. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was it was a big focus because graduate students are in this weird limbo where they're not um, they're not students necessarily and not really employees either. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's sort of a situation where they're students when it's convenient for the university to see them as students and their employees at the same time when they're when they're convenient to be um, to the university. This means that they can't get employee parking passes. Wow. Um, but at the same time, um, they don't receive a significant amount of benefits. Um, the graduate student support plan, the the thing that covers tuition for mm-hmm. those working at the university, it covers health care and tuition remission. And that's it. So um, student fees aren't covered. Other types of insurance isn't covered. So yeah, there's just sort of a lot of expenses there. So that's really kind of uh, not good in terms of the university is basically, um, they are use the word exploiting these people um, to their own means when they want to. I mean, they're reaping the benefits of their research and their work, Yeah. but they're kind of picking and choosing when they kind of refer to them as students, picking and choosing what kind of you know stipends they pay them or what kind of coverage they give them in terms of their health care and even... Yeah. Even parking is like, I feel like if you're a PhD student here and you're teaching whatever three, four classes, I feel like the least, the last thing you should have to worry about is how you're going to pay for your parking at the university where you're a PhD student and also teaching. Yeah. I mean, that just seems absurd to me. Another kind of striking thing that I didn't know is that these positions are supposed to be only for 20 hours of work. But there, that's really not the case at all. I mean, I remember during the vice presidential debate with Lexi Malico, Malico talking about how she works over 60 hours a week, you know, in her position. And that's not even, you know, including what she has to do as a regular PhD student, her own research and her own work. That's just kind of on the teaching side of things. 
Yeah, so that's sort of the case. Um, it, it gets sort of complicated. The line between work that you're paid for and like work you're doing as a grad or PhD student is sort of blurred. So with research assistantships, a lot of the time you're in a position where you're getting paid for work that you want to do, things that you personally are interested in researching. But the issue is that the stipend only covers 20 hours of work. Mm -hmm. So this is something I've heard from grad students a lot where they say, um, you know, they're working 60, 80 hours a week. And in a lot of cases, this is this is pretty accurate. Um, their their stipends are only rated to cover 20 hours of work a week. But because because of personal interest in, in research, um, and, you know, the, 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 the line between being a student and being a researcher in a lot of cases is sort of blurry. You okay. don't really know where your coursework ends and where your um, research work begins. Um, you end up working a lot of time. And uh, administrators try to keep students working below this, but it's not always successful. Specifically with teaching, teaching assistantships, a lot of uh, students, there's there's a lot of work to do in like lower level like math and chem classes like Chem 101, uh, MA 141 like Intro to Calc, Calc 1, and uh, Chem 101. Um, you have a lot of students that you're that you're TAing for. That's a lot of right. work you have to yeah. grade, and it ends up being quite a lot of. Work. So, what's been the impact of the g issues gr with grad student pay on NC State's um, retention of students of grad students as well as recruitment of grad students so while this is while finances are an issue for grad students at an individual level uh, the university also sees wide-ranging issues um, with regards to recruitment and also a bit of retention um, you can think of it in the sense of like you have multiple job offers or in this case you know you have multiple offers Right. of schools to go to. Mm -hmm. And if they're all relatively similar, but one is paying a ton more money, you're going to go there. And in NC State's case, it's it's a struggle to be competitive. Um, and universe, uh, the university administration recognizes this. And as a result, this issue sort of brings them on board in a whole different way. So they also recognize the urgency of this issue. There, there's no There's no clear plan in place right now uh, administrators are certainly working on this issue. They're invested in this issue for multiple reasons. Mm -hmm. um, but there's nothing super concrete being done. Like, they're looking at alternative funding sources, uh, looking for ways to pay grad students more, all this sort of stuff. But um, it, is, it, is, it is difficult. Right. It reminds me a little bit of the episode we did about student-athletes. Yeah. In terms of the university is using them to make money or using them to fulfill some service but is not actually adequately um compensating them compensating them or paying them or allowing to and you know live a benefit yeah have a living wage or put food on the table so it's kind of interesting that you kind of see this connection between the experience of student athletes and students who are grad students in a sense and that both are essentially being used you know for benefit by the university but really aren't reaping the benefits of you know, what they probably should be. Um, Can you talk a little bit about how you've seen grad students compensate or deal with the stipends they've been receiving? Like, what do, what do their day-to-day -day lives look like in terms of, like, dealing with transportation and stuff like that? 
Yeah, so it, it heavily varies. A lot of grad students have to commute between campuses. This is a significant issue. Um, I've spoken to some students who, who work in labs with certain chemicals that you can't necessarily bring on public transportation. Um, so you're in a way forced to get a car. And this isn't something that's sort of easily addressable by transportation. Right. With regards to, you know, getting by financially, um, I've heard uh, some grad students tell me that they've had to do things like sell blood plasma. Um, Wait, that's to, real? That is 100% real, yeah. Um, other, you, you really are, are pushed to the edge with um, <laughs> things you have to do to get by. And um, I, I do want to mention the, the scale of this sort of thing. So of NC State's 10,000-some graduate students, about half of them are in some sort of teaching or research position. This is a lot of people working at this university. And in a lot of cases with research specifically, it's these students that are doing the hard science. It's the students that are in the labs doing the tests while their professors are supervising. Naturally, this I mean, this right. makes sense. The students are there to get experience and then move on to other things. But the students are doing a significant <laughs> amount of the work. Um, and this is also another factor for why they feel like they need to be uh, they need to be compensated better. Right. It goes back to, I mean, I think if you don't, if NC State doesn't really start to address this soon, you're going to see the quality of graduate students start to decrease because it becomes right. that same argument we had with the student athletes that if, you know, you have a choice between school A and school B and school B can offer you a living wage somewhere you can park your car, you know, have an apartment, you know, be at a afford three meals a day you're gonna go to school b as you know especially because like you need to be able to survive mm -hmm. um and you need to be able to remain competitive so it'd be interesting to see if there are changes you know you mentioned some changes at unc and duke um be interesting to see in other states kind of sister schools to nc state you know university of maryland virginia tech georgia tech schools that are like us if they adopt different graduate student um plans and initiatives does that affect our enrollment or does that affect our, you know, quality of graduate student programs? That's what I'm really interested to see. Right. That'll be interesting to look at. I'm curious, Boz, as our grad student, I guess I dare I say beat writer, what do you anticipate will be NC State's next steps in addressing um, this issue? So the most immediate thing is that um, the university is going to come up with a new 10 year strategic plan. Uh, this is something they do, they do every decade, and seeing as how the decade's ending, um, they're they're tasked with creating a new one. And I would hope to see something in that plan that addresses the needs of grad students. If there's not something there, it's 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 not going to be something that the university is going to be able to avoid. Um, this is a serious issue. I mean, it has to be addressed. I don't think they can go another ten years and not address this problem and remain the kind of R one top-tier research institution that NC State wants to be and currently is, right? Yeah. Um, this is this is not an issue unique to NC State, though. This is right. this is a national issue at all sorts of other uh, institution as well, institutions as well as peer institutions of NC State. You see similar issues where costs have been rising over the last uh, several decades, but uh, wages and stipends have not kept up. I've heard um, very recently from grad students that in some CHAS departments that they've seen one raise in the last few years and then nothing for, for the past decade. Wow. Um, 
Meanwhile, student fees continue to rise every year. Mm -hmm. Tuition continues to rise every year. Um, Housing costs, especially in Raleigh, uh, are a pretty big issue. (laughs) Yeah. Even we know that as undergrads. Yep. (laughs) Um, Jeez. So there's, there's there's a lot of factors here, and it's not something necessarily unique to NC State. So I guess grad student pay, grad student rights or something we are going to have to be paying a bit more attention to because this is going to be a big issue that's going to be addressed by the university hopefully in the 10-year plan but as grad students make a lot more noise about it as they have been which is um, great they should continue to do that i hope they do until the university actually does does something something substantial and as obviously a lot of sister colleges and a lot of our peer institutions are making strides to better um support their grad students i believe that nc state will have to will be pushed to start doing something about it obviously you can follow boz's coverage i'm sure he'll be doing a lot more in the coming semester um i'm interested to see too with another student government elections coming up in next semester i mean the last two years we've had a graduate student on one of the tickets so it'll be interesting to see if a that happens again and B, if it is, what issues they're putting forward and gives them another platform to kind of express what it's like to be a grad student at NC State, which I think is really awesome that the last two years there, have been, there has been a PhD student on um, presidential ticket. But I guess, who knows? All we can do is really kind of report on it and try and shine a light on it as best we can. And uh, so again, we just want to thank Boz again for being here. We really appreciate it. Thank you for coming and sharing all your awesome reporting that you've been doing on graduate students. Absolutely. Um, it's really important work and we're really Glad if you want to read anything more, if you want to read anything more, um, head over to technician.com. Boss has done several pieces on graduate students. Yeah, more to come. Uh, and with that, I'm Lorcan Neal. And I'm Alicia Thomas. And this is Technically Speaking. <laughs>